Welcome into this space. And uh, as always, as I tell you guys, please let us know where you are watching from. I do want to, <clears throat> I want to give a special shout out today to a good friend uh, in uh, Indiana. Uh, many of you who know me know that uh, I grew up in Indiana. I uh, moved away from there when I was 18 years old to go to college, but uh, had some good friends there, uh, the Conrads. And Doc Conrad, I want to give a shout out to him today because his wife, Beverly, uh, they were married for, my goodness, I don't know how many years, 50-something, I don't know, 60 years, I'm not sure, for sure. But uh, they had three sons, and I was right in the middle, in the mix with their sons, and always on their property, which was just south of where I lived. And... Our families were very close. We went on vacations together growing up. Uh, so many, so many good memories. And um, anyway, Beverly has gone to be with the Lord and uh, her, her services tomorrow. And that is why my mom and dad are uh, there in Indiana right now. And my dad's gonna do the service. We're gonna have it outside in a covered pavilion area there at the park just uh, south of uh, Brazil. and. <clears throat> Anyway, my prayers are with you, Doc, if you're watching, man, love you, care about you, thinking about you, and uh, Steve, uh, miss you, brother. That's, that's uh, the, the, one of the brothers in that family that was about the same age as me, and we hung out and had a good time together, and Mark and Matt as well, thinking about you guys today. Uh, well, we've been talking about seasons in this TNT devotional recently. And the reason we're talking about seasons is because we've been going through kind of a difficult season lately. And what we tend to do in difficult seasons, at least I do personally, is, um, is uh, one, one of two things. We, we, we look back at the past and we yearn for the past because we think how great it was you know, in the past, even though maybe things weren't that great, we think of the good old days and, you know, we, we, we wish that we were back there again. Um, I, I, I don't want to do it right here in front of you, but, I, you know, as a church right now, I can think back not long ago to when, you know, the, the building that I'm in right now and our other campuses were just filled with people, just filled with people and and uh, we were doing five services here at this campus with, uh, you know, seating occupancy, if you don't know, 1,500 people and then places for the kids and five services here. And, you know, and those were like, you know, in my head right now, those were the good old days because it hasn't been like that for some time. And, and, uh, and I, when I think about the season we're going through, I can get a little weary wondering if, you know, the future is going to be less than. Uh, or, or maybe we look at the past and we have regrets about the past uh, because we've made mistakes and then we spend too much time thinking about those mistakes. Or, or something else we do when we get into a difficult season is we tend to escape from our thoughts and uh, maybe, maybe we are are trying to push through a time, as I said uh, in our last devotional, push through this time, just kind of, just kind of mindlessly go through it. And but then, even when we do that, sometimes we think, well, will it ever get better? What, what if it doesn't change? What if, you know, what if my job looks totally different after this? What if I 
am I even going to have a job when this thing is over? And, uh, you know, worrying about our kids, what about their education? What about the future for them? You know, and I'll insert mine here right now. What about the church? What's the church going to look like when this is through? And so we, we end up worrying about the future, which is just borrowing trouble that may not even exist. We're borrowing trouble that may not even happen to us. Most of the things that we worry about don't even happen to us. And as we said last week on Thursday, um, you know, we're supposed to enjoy our lives. We're supposed to find enjoyment. Uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse eight says, however many years anyone may live, let them enjoy them all. Let them enjoy them all. So the, the fact that we are in a difficult season right now does not exclude us from being thankful and from looking forward to the, uh, looking for the good that God has us in the time that we're in right now. And um, my son-in-law, Ty, which I have now officially mentioned twice in this devotional, once about the router that he's going to come to my house and put in. Text me, Ty. Um, he sent me something the other day from his CEO, from his CEO of the company that he, works for and um, it, the CEO was just trying to give everybody perspective in, in the company and I thought it was great. I asked him if I could use, I don't know if it's original with the CEO, but uh, it's still good nonetheless. Uh, it says this, for a small amount of perspective at this moment, imagine you were born in 1900 in the United States. You are born in 1900 in the United States. When you are 14, World War I begins. And it ends on your 18th birthday and 22 million people have been killed. 22, between your 14th and 18th birthday, 22 million people die. Um, later in the year, a Spanish flu epidemic hits the planet and runs until you are 20 years old. During that time period, 50 million people die. 50 million people die in uh, two years. Or pardon me, in, in uh, yeah, in two years. When you are 29, the Great Depression begins. Unemployment hits 25%. Uh, GDP drops 27%. Great Depression runs until you're 33. The country nearly collapses along with the world economy. Then when you turn 39, World War II begins. You aren't even over the hill yet. When you're 41, the United States is fully pulled into World War II. Um, uh, between your 39th and 45th birthday, listen to this, 75 million people perish in the war. 75 million people dead and the Holocaust kills six million people. At 52 years old, the Korean War starts and five million people in that part of the world, including uh, uh, many US uh, service people are killed. Approaching your 62nd birthday, you have the Cuban Missile Crisis, a tipping point in the Cold War. Life on our planet as we know it could well have ended. Then at 64, uh, the Vietnam War begins and it doesn't end for many years. Worldwide, four million people die in that conflict. 
As you turn 75, the Vietnam War finally ends. Uh, think of being born in 1900. How do you survive all of that? A kid in 1985 didn't think their 85-year-old grandparent understood how hard their life was. <laughs> didn't understand how difficult school was. Yet those grandparents and now great-grandparents survived through a tumultuous century. Yeah, that's some perspective, isn't it? Now, when Paul was writing to the church at Philippi, which if you want to grab your Bible and uh, join me in, in Philippians, we're going to be in chapter four for just, I'm, I'm going to have several scriptures today, but uh, I think the one that really is in the gut of this is Philippians chapter four. When Paul was writing to the church at Philippi, he, he, he told him, he said, I've had times in my life when I've had plenty of cash and, you know, food on the table, uh, multiple changes of clothes. He said, I've had times of plenty. And then he said, I've had times when uh, I didn't have anything, didn't have food. All I had were the, were the clothes on my back, no cash whatsoever. Uh, and yet he says this in Philippians chapter four, verse 11, he says, I have learned to be content in any situation. I've learned to be content in any situation. Um, he says, this, this is the, the, the moment that I'm living in, you know, uh, whether I got a lot, whether I got a little, I've learned the secret. And that may feel like where you're, where you are right now that, um, I know we got people in our church family and watching us right now that, that life has not changed that much except for the social distancing and you have plenty. And others in our church family are running a little short because uh, their job situation has changed, whether it's, uh, uh, you know, in the service industry where things have really slowed down or the food industry, uh, restaurant industry or uh, energy sector, you know, where gas prices have dropped through the floor. And so there may be a time right now that you're in that uh, you don't have a whole lot. There's not a whole lot of food in the pantry. There's not a whole lot of money in the bank. You've dipped in the savings. And uh, I, I just want to ask you whether you have plenty or whether you're going through a time where you're really having to tighten your belt. I just want to, I want to ask you kind of a personal question. How's your faith? How's your faith? Are you anxious? Um, and, and what's weird about this is you can have plenty of cash in the bank, plenty of food in the pantry, and you can still be anxious about the future. So the question goes for everybody. Are you anxious or are you trusting God for what's next? Paul goes on in this passage to give us the secret. He gives us the secret of contentment in Philippians chapter four. And I'm gonna begin now at verse 12. He says, I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. So wouldn't you like to know the secret? Would you like to know the secret? of having a lot or having little and being able to be content in any, every, in any and every situation. He says, I've learned the secret. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or living in want. He says, very famous verse, Philippians chapter four, verse 13. 
I can do all this through him who gives me the strength. I can do all this through him who gives me the strength. Now, we typically think of this verse as the verse that Jesus, you know, he helps us to win the football game. Uh, and maybe he did. Maybe Jesus wanted you to win that football game. And I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. Go win the football game. Or um, this is the verse that people use, you know, uh, uh, when they need to complete a big project at school or at work. I can do this. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. And, and, uh, but in the context in which we read it, Paul says, I can make it through any season. I can make it through any season, no matter what happens to me, I can make it through, I can make it through a season of plenty, I can make it through a season of need, and the secret to me making it through, whatever season I'm in, the secret for me making it through this season is the power of Jesus Christ in our lives. If you're a Christ follower, I'm gonna remind you of something that I've been reminding you of oftentimes, and that is this, we're gonna make it. We're gonna make it. Our live stream may not make it, but we personally are gonna make it. No matter uh, what's going on in your life right now, no matter your current inventory, uh, no matter your current bank account, the truth is because the promises of God, you are going to make it. You're going to make it to the other side of the season. And here's the deal. When you get to the other side of the season and look back, you're going to say probably one of two things. Uh, uh, that was not fun. That was not a fun season. But you're also going to say, but through Christ, through Christ, we made it. So I want you to go with me now. If, uh, if we're going to go through this season and we're going to make it because of the promises of God. So we're going to make the trip to the other side of the season. And we're going to be standing on the shore of the other side of this, uh, of, of this uh, 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 stormy sea that we're going through right now. Wouldn't it be good of us, if we know we're going to make it, to help somebody else to make it as well? To help somebody else make it as well. Boy, I wish I could have said that live so you could hear it. Uh, the Bible says very clearly that you and I were put on this earth for a reason. Uh, Ephesians chapter two, verse 10, you are God's handiwork. You are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So God gave you, God gave me abilities. He gave us talents. He gave us the energy that we need uh, to not only uh, make a way for ourselves, to provide for our families, but also to be a blessing to other people. He did not just put us on this earth so that we could be a worried, self-absorbed, hot mess that is going through a difficult time. Uh, he put us on this earth so that we could help somebody else. Even when times are difficult, even when he didn't, he didn't give us all that he has given us just so that we could hunker down in times of difficulty and forget about everybody else. He gave us his Holy Spirit's power, the power that we have through Christ, so that we could actually, in the middle of a difficult time, help others in their difficulties as well. So he, he wants us to help other people. I know 
that a lot of us have big plans. We say, you know, when I get to the other side of this, uh, when things get back to normal, then I will do what I think God wants me to do. I'll call, I'll, I'll call somebody, I'll, I'll reach out to somebody, I'll send a note to somebody, I'll text someone, I'll check on someone, um, then I'll do that. But right now, no. Listen, if there was ever a time to be an encouragement to other people, the time is right now. And uh, I've got news for you. I've got news for you. It's always going to be something. There's always going to be something. Um, I'm beginning a new series, not this weekend, but the next weekend. I'm titling the sermon series Murder Hornets. Murder Hornets. That's the title of the new series that's starting the week after this. Yes, odd title. Doesn't make sense right now, but it will when I preach it. I can give you just one little thread of this sermon series. Uh, and that would be this, just when you think that things are going to go back to normal, murder hornets, <laughs> just when you think you're going to get through a live stream without it crashing and burning, murder hornets. And you know what that's called? That's called life. That's life. That's how life works. So what you're doing in the middle of a difficult time matters because we were made to do good in the middle of difficult times. So are you spending all of your time, all your energy, all of your efforts on yourself, on worrying about the future, on looking back to the past and how awesome your mind is tricking you into believing that it was? Are you doing what you're supposed to be doing right now? I think every season gives us unique opportunities to help others and every season pre provides unique opportunities that we will never ever have again. So right now, from this not so fun season, there are opportunities that we have to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And listen to me, if we miss the opportunities that this season provides, we may never have those same opportunities again because we're gonna to be to the other shoreline and we won't have the opportunity to help those who are drowning in difficult waters. Proverbs chapter three, verse 22 says, whenever you're able, do good to people who need help. Whenever you're able, do good to people who need help. Notice it says, whenever. In other words, not someday, but right now. Don't wait for the perfect circumstances. Don't be like, you know, a lot of people say, man, one of these days I'm gonna take some time and I'm gonna write thank you notes to everybody who's had an impact on my life and that's gonna be a good day when I do that. But not right now, I gotta, I gotta get on Facebook and I've gotta, uh, you know, vent and I've gotta watch the news and I gotta get freaked out and I've gotta get worried. One of these days I'm gonna make a phone call that I've been needing to make, but right now I've gotta, uh, rearrange my sock drawer, you know. Uh, whenever you're able, do good to people who need help. Like do good while you can in the season that you are in. And most of us who are miserable in life, I think are miserable for self-inflicted reasons. Uh, we spend all of our time regretting the past, or we spend all of our time wishing we were still living in the good old days, or we spend all of our time worrying about the future so uh, we don't do the things that we should be doing today. We procrastinate, or we sit in the moment embracing all the negativity in the world that's around us right now, uh, uh, disguised as someone who's trying to be informed and woke. 
and yet really we're just sad and miserable. That's good, isn't it? I'm not getting feedback online, so I got to get it from the room. That's good, isn't it? That's good. <laughs> Listen, our attitude is a choice. It's a choice. And Jesus told us how to find what we're looking for in this life. Jesus said, if you want to find your life, lose it. Give it away. The Living Bible paraphrase of Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 4, which we have read a couple times. We've not read it from the paraphrase, the Living Bible paraphrase. Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 4 says, if you wait for perfect conditions, you'll never get anything done. If you wait for perfect conditions, you'll never get anything done. God wants to use the season that you're in right now to help other people. <clears throat> so just think about it. What is, a, what is a good thing that you could do right now that would help somebody else? That it would encourage somebody else? What is it that maybe God has made cross your mind, but then you just put it aside because you got other less important things to do. I'm just telling you, according to the Bible, it's time to do good to those who need it, to those who need it. So homework, if you see this, if you see, hopefully you'll watch this when we play it back here. Um, do something good for somebody. Think of one, pray about one good thing that you could do for somebody else, something, and this is just homework, so there won't be any bragging, but when we come back together, <clears throat> If you have watched this and hopefully, well, if you're seeing it right now, you've watched it. Um, I'm just going to ask you to share something good that you've done. And it may be something totally altruistic, you know, like the person won't even know that you've done it for them. And again, we're not bragging when we tell about it. I'm just wanting you to encourage others who are among us. Do something totally unselfish for somebody else. And if you're a new believer that happens to be joining us today. You don't get a pass on this either. Just do good. That's what God saved you for in this life. He saved you for heaven and for fellowship with him, but he wants to use you in this current life and your current situation to do good to those who are around you. Uh, don't be like some of us old Christians who forget that the best life is a life lived serving God by serving others. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, uh, use us for your glory. Uh, God, I pray that you would just help us, Lord. Help us to uh, reject the fear that is prevalent, so prevalent in our world today and embrace your promises as we trust you. Help us to embrace the new hope that we can have as we begin each day living in your presence and in your promises. And I pray, God, that you will show us somebody in the next few days that we can help, that we can be an encouragement to for your glory. I pray this in your son's name and everybody who happens to be watching the playback of this says, amen. Okay, so we haven't made a decision about in-person services as I am recording this at this moment, but I would covet your prayers. For that, uh, I want us to meet together so incredibly badly, but I also want to do the right thing. And just so you know, every time that we make a decision to, to have services or to not have services, people send me notes. 
who are on the other side of that equation and tell me in no uncertain terms that we're making a mistake. So I'll just tell you right now, no matter what the decision is, just realize that we've made it through prayer and through the guidance of many counselors. So if you have some comments, send those to God <laughs> and not to me. Uh, but we'll let you know as soon as we make a decision. Uh, love you so much. Hopefully I will see you at 8 a.m. Thursday morning from the kitchen. Maybe. We'll see. I don't know, man. God bless. See you next time.